You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. So good, so good. I'm slightly conscious of the clock and the need to land a message just this side of midnight so that we can count down together and wish one another a happy new year. But I want to extend my welcome to you, say how wonderful it is to see you here. And uh, as I've just said, our friends online and also upstairs, uh, a huge welcome to you. I hope you've had a great Christmas and I hope you've had a great few days. Isn't it great to gather in the house of God as we see in uh, a new year, as we stop to remember the faithfulness of God? You know, we call this service a watch night service, which is a common name for uh, like a midnight service, particularly at this time of year, as uh, you step into a new year, uh, right through the denominations, the Anglicans, Catholics, Baptists, Moravians, Lutherans, the Pentecostals have had watch night services singing the new year over the centuries. But the other name for a service like this is a crossover service. Is there, is there no, I don't know if you call it a crossover service for, in your tradition, uh, because we're crossing over from 2022 into 2023. And as we do that, then just for a few minutes, I want to bring us to this idea of crossing over. You know, life is full of crossover moments when you shift from this to that, when you move from one chapter to another chapter. Uh, most of the time, life is the same as yesterday. Often when you have your birthday, you wake up and, and people say, how does it feel to be whatever your grand age is? And, you, and you'd probably say, well, I feel the same as yesterday. But sometimes things change. You have a shift. You, you move cities or you move nations or you, or you move house or jobs or something changes or you move from being a single person to a married person or from being employed to being retired. And, and there's a shift and it's a change. And you've crossed over. I, I want to tell you the Bible's full of crossover moments. We've just been celebrating that Jesus, the Word, the eternal Word became flesh. He crossed over from heaven to earth for our sake. He, he crossed over, uh, I find this, maybe the most amazing thing of all, not actually that he crossed from death to life, but he crossed from life to death. How can the living one who lives forever in the power of an indestructible life allow death to enter God? And yet he did, he crossed over for our sakes from life to death. But three days later, he crossed back over from death to life. Praise be to God. And then he crossed back over from earth to heaven. But he's going to cross again when he comes to judge the living and the dead. And we will see him. And when we see him, we shall be like him. Of course, Israel crossed over the Red Sea. They crossed over from captivity into freedom. Joseph crossed over from the prison cell to the palace. David crossed over from being a shepherd boy to being a giant slayer. And there were defining moments in people's lives. And the truth is probably for most of us, we will we'll cross over in a few minutes from 2022 to 2023. And not that much has changed. And yet we are in a new year. And our days are numbered according to the Lord. Every day ordained for you is written in his book before one of them came to be. But not many of us will have more than 100 crossovers in our life. And it's good to mark the moment to say, Lord, thank you. You've been faithful and now I step into a new moment, and I want to bring us some thoughts of 
what is possibly the, the most famous of all crossovers in the Bible, arguably so, which is when Israel crossed over the River Jordan into the Promised Land. And what God did was he opened up the River Jordan in flood season and he allowed the Israelites to cross over into their inheritance, into their destiny on dry ground. And I want us to notice really briefly tonight three things that they did that I think are good things for us to do in crossover moments, including tonight. And the first thing that I think is good for us to note, which we've been doing, is they marked God's faithfulness. And in so doing, they fueled their own faith. You see, the Lord had instructed Joshua after Moses had died. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. But the time had come for the nation to pass over and cross over the River Jordan uh, into the Promised Land. And God did something incredible. He got the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant, which was where the manifest presence of God resided. And the priest went first. And when they got their feet wet, the Bible says that the river stopped flowing downstream and it gathered up in a heap. I, I don't know if you can even visualize what that looked like. He didn't create a dam and cause a flood further up. He created a heap of water the like of which has never been seen before. And the priest went down, and instead of being the first, one, the first ones in and the first ones out, they were the first ones in, but they were the last ones out. And they stayed down in the river, and it was the Ark of the Covenant. The Lord said, uh, it is because of the Ark that the water has stopped. His presence caused the miracle. And Israel crossed over on dry ground. This is what the Bible says. This is Joshua 4, 1 to 7. When the whole nation, can we say whole nation? When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he'd appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. You see, the priests were still there with the ark. Everyone had gone over, but before the priests came out, he sent 12 back down, and he told them to pull up a stone from the middle of the riverbed. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of Israel to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed, notice that, not when the priest, but when the Ark crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones will be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And that's what they did. And they went back down into the river. They pulled out 12 stones from the middle of the riverbed and they brought them back out. And it was only at that point the priests were allowed to come back out. And the Bible says as soon as they got back out, the water came back down again and the Jordan was returned to flood season. But then they set up the stones and they marked the faithfulness of God. But I, I want us to notice here, it wasn't Joshua's idea, it was the Lord's idea. And I wanted to, us to understand this tonight. It wasn't the Lord's idea because he was craving credit. It was the Lord's idea because he knows that when we remember his faithfulness, it fuels our faith. And he knew that a day was coming when they'd need to look back at those stones and their children would need to look back at those stones and their children's children would need to look back and say, yes, we know that our God is faithful and we know that our God is able. And tonight, as we come here, I want to encourage us, as we have been doing, to remember that God has been faithful. But we only have a few minutes here, and I, 
I want to encourage you, if you haven't done this yet, then either tonight before you go to bed or, or tomorrow, uh, or certainly before, if you've not been back to work, you're returning to work, to take some time to remember the faithfulness of God through 2022. This afternoon, I sat down with my journal, and I, and I wrote out my gratitude list. I just stopped and thanked God. I, it didn't need me to do a lot, just to think back on the year. And I wrote out some words of gratitude and thankfulness for the goodness and kindness and faithfulness, the provision of God, His healing, His strength, His, His undertaking for me. And then I wrote down some specific things. I thanked Him for things. And some of them were just provision of His blessing and His favor on my life, things I look back and I'm grateful for in 2022. And some of them are times when I was in trouble and the Lord helped me. And I stand now and I can say, Lord, you led me out of that situation. You were faithful. And when I'd done, just in a flow, I counted back and there were 53 things that, that I had written down specifically from 2022. I could have kept on going. But you know what it did? It did two things in me. Number one, it made me feel blessed. It reminded me of the goodness of God. You know, gratitude is the great antidote for discontentment. And it's good to say thank you. But the other thing that happened was it reminded me that God has been with me and God has been for me. Can you say God is with me? And God is for me. And it reminded me that if God has been with me and God has been for me in 2022, He is the same God and He's going to be with me and before me in 2023. So they mark God's faithfulness and it fueled their faith and I encourage you to do that. The second thing that that they did, which was incredibly powerful, which if you didn't know the story, you wouldn't be expecting. You see, they cross over on dry ground, and the Bible tells us that the hearts of their enemies melted with fear when they heard about the Jordan. Everyone who was in the promised land, the, the Canaanites, the Amalekites, all those that were there, when they heard about the Jordan, they were terrified. And if you had been expecting or anticipating what might have happened next, I think you, if you'd have been asked and you didn't know, you'd have said, well, didn't they just go in and take the land? But they didn't. That's not the next thing that happened. The next thing that happened was they renewed covenant. And they were made ready for what the Lord had for them. They renewed their covenant and were made ready for what was ahead. You see, literally they had come up out of the Jordan River and then the Lord, the next thing that happens is the Lord says to Joshua, Joshua 5, 2 to 3, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeath Haraloth. Now when it says again, you've got to understand it wasn't a second circumcision of the same people. What had happened is the whole generation that had been resident in Egypt had been circumcised. And circumcision was a sign of their covenant. It came from Genesis 17, when the Lord had spoken to their forefather Abraham and had said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. In fact, his name had been Abraham, which means father. And he said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham, which means father of many. And he spoke about his increase. And he spoke about blessing. And he said, I'm going to be your God. I'm going to be your children's children's God. Uh, and he said, I'm going to uh, increase you. I'm going to show you favor. I'm going to give you a promised land. And you need to do something that shows that you're mine and I'm yours, which is circumcision. And they kept the tradition. And all the generation that had come out of Egypt had been circumcised. But for some reason that the Bible doesn't tell us, what had happened is that, that tradition, that part of our covenant had been lost in the wilderness. 
And all the previous generation, other than Joshua and Caleb, had died in the wilderness. But all the generation that had been born in the wilderness, those that were going into the promised land, those that had just crossed over the Jordan, they hadn't been circumcised. They were out of covenant. And the Lord said, before you do anything else, we need to renew covenant. Before we go in, we have crossed over, but before we go into what I've got for you, it's time to renew covenant. I want to tell you, whenever you're at a crossover moment in your life, and at this time of a new year, there's nothing more powerful than renewing covenant, which means saying, Lord, I'm yours and you're mine. I'm going to trust you. I put my hand in your hand. I come before you to remove compromise from our lives, to remember who we belong to, to return to full obedience and full trust. Not just to remember the faithfulness of God, but to renew our promise. And here's the interesting thing. That in Joshua 5, 8, 9, it says this, After the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. You see, the truth was that there was something on the people, that the journey had taken its toll on them. The whole generation that hadn't even been in Egypt, the Lord said, I can see Egypt is on you. There's something that had come through their heritage, had come through their parents. Of having been slaves, I think, there was something on them where the Lord says, I want to lift that off you. I want to lift, lift that off you so that you are in full freedom. And the truth is that the journey can take its toll in our lives. Who knows that, that we, we've walked through some things in 2022. And some of us, maybe we've just walked in a year of blessing. But some of us have walked through some trials. And we can stop and say the Lord's been faithful. But at this time, the Lord would want to say, He might say to some of us, there's something on you from what you've walked through that I want to lift off you. There might be a bit of baggage that we can't even see that we're carrying. But the Lord says, I can see it. And here's the key. If you renew covenant to me, I will lift it off you. See today, I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. And I want to invite us, Daniel, why don't you come and just help us? Just to take a moment right here, right now, just to pray and to renew covenant with the Lord. Maybe you're someone who's seeking to walk with God and it's easy to come and say, Lord, I put my hand in your hand as I enter a new year. I commit to trust you. I want to say today, Lord, you're mine and I'm yours. This is what it means to renew covenant. Maybe some of you have been a long way from God through 2022. But maybe as you step in, it's time to say, Lord, I need to renew my commitment to you for this year. Maybe you've not done great in 2022. What a perfect time to stop and to reset. This is what was happening at Gilgal. It was a reset. And I'll encourage us right across the room, upstairs in the overflow, online, just to take a moment to pray. Might help you to close your eyes. And if you're able, just to say, God, I trust you. I put my hand in your hand. I say I'm yours, Lord. And I thank you that you're mine. I come to renew a covenant with you.
You might want to say, Lord, thank you for leading me through the trials and challenges of the last year. But if there's anything on me, the mark of pain, the mark of failure, maybe a mark of resentment or fear, the mark that comes from compromise, the mark of shame or the mark of timidity, Lord, would you roll away the reproach of last year's challenges and prepare me for what you're leading me into. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We have a few moments here tonight, but maybe over the coming days or maybe through 21 days of prayer, you want to take some time to consecrate and renew covenant in a deeper and maybe more meaningful way than time allows in these moments. And finally, and thirdly, and this is part of crossing over, we remember the faithfulness of God. We mark it. We renew covenant. But thirdly, they entered in and laid hold of what God had prepared for them. And I want to tell you that that God has prepared incredible things for you in 2023. That God has prepared good works in advance for you to do. They crossed over. They renewed covenant. And then the Lord gave them a strategy to go and take Jericho. In Joshua 6, it says this, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, make the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. And this is what happened in the Israelites when they crossed over and they laid hold of what God had. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says this, For it's by grace you've been saved through faith. This isn't from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we're God's handiwork, His masterpiece, His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And we say good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. My brother, my sister, I want to tell you, God has prepared good works in advance for you to do in 2023. But as we give, thank, we give thanks to God for His faithfulness, as we renew covenant, we position ourselves to lay hold of what God has. And I want to invite us to stand together. And I think the best way I know how to, how to commit myself to lay hold of what God has. And let me just ask, who wants to lay hold of what God has for them in 2023? It's to say, Lord, here I am available. Yeah, I'm aware of things that he's put in my hand that I need to steward for me and my, my marriage, my kids. As a pastor of a church, there are, there are different things that are in my hand. There are things that I expect 2023 will hold, but I've lived long enough to know there will be many things that I can't see yet, but the Lord knows. But I say, Lord, here I am available. Use me, help me. And if that's your prayer, I want to invite you again just to raise your hands in this place and begin to lift your own voice where you are. Why don't you make yourself available? Say, God, here I am. Would you use me in 2023? God, would you help me to lay hold of everything you have for me? Would you help me to enter in? Thank you, God, that you have prepared good works in advance for me to do. 
Thank you, God, that you're for me. And if you're for me, who can be against me? And here I am. I say, God, would you take me further and take me deeper and take me on? Lord, would you bring me into a place of fruitfulness, in a place of fulfillment? Lord, that I would be the man, the woman that you've called me to be, the boy, the girl that you've called me to be. Would you help me? Would you lead me? Would you be with me? I encourage you where you are, just for these next few seconds, to lift your voice and say, God, here I am available. Use me as I cross over. Use me as I enter in. For the honor of your name, for glory and for blessing. Lord, that I would be blessed to be a blessing. That your favor would flow through me. God, that, that I would be a fruitful thing in your hand, God. For your honor and your glory. Now, if your eyes are closed, I need you to open them. Because we're nearly at midnight. And it's 20 seconds to go. When it gets to 15, we're going to start to count together. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Woo! My friend, why don't you give God some praise?